Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from Horizon West Church. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at horizonwestchurch.com. And if you're in the Horizon West area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now enjoy this podcast from Horizon West Church. Good morning, church. It's good to see everyone here this morning. And uh, those watching online, we're so glad that you're joining us um, online this morning. Um, Today, I'm really excited because we are beginning a brand new series that will go through the summer. And this series is called Summer of Impact. Summer of Impact. And in this series, we're going to really uh, journey through the scripture and look at stories of men and women in the scripture that we really talked about. You know, they are not like uh, the David that, you know, we hear in Sunday school and we talked about all the time or the Jonas or Peter or Paul, you know, all these people that we talked about so much. We're just going to dive into the stories of men and women that we really talked about, but really God has used so much in his redemptive story. People that make significant impact in the lives of other people and they were just part of God's redemptive story in the scripture. So we're going to spend the summer looking into that. And today I'm going to begin the series uh, with a young man by the name Josiah. A young man by the name Josiah who was a king in Judah and God used uh, to bring restoration to his people through his leadership. Uh, So let me pray, and then we'll dive into the scripture and learn from the life of this young man. Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here with us. Thank you that our hearts, you prepare our hearts for what you're about to reveal to us this morning. And I'm just a vessel, and God, I pray that you will speak through me, that the meditation of my heart and the words that come out of my mouth, God, I pray that all of this will be pleasing to you. And people will leave here encouraged and point. Everything that we're doing here will be pointed to the resurrected Christ Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Amen. Have you ever wake up one day and just wondered, man, how did I get here? I'm not talking about location, like how do you drive yourself to the coffee shop or church or your place. I'm not talking about location. I'm talking about your life. Like how do I get here spiritually? Or how do I get here relationally or or even financially where your life now is defined by this phrase, I used to. Right? I I, I used to be. I, I used to pray. Every day. Or I, I, used to, I, I, I used to read the Bible every day. Or I, I used to love missions. Or I, I used to love coming to church and being part of the body of Christ and celebrating what God is doing. Your life now is defined by this phrase of I used to. Or, or maybe it's relational. You look at your relationship and you go, Oh man, I, I used to love and, 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 and be gracious and be caring and be understanding to my wife or my husband, but for whatever reason, like, how, how did I get here? 
I, I just feel like we're drifting apart. How do I get here? Maybe it's financially. You know, you go, ah, oh, man, I used to be financially disciplined. I used to spend only what I have. But now I just got into this habit of spending more than I have, and I have all these credit cards, and you go, how in the world did I get? And some of this is not intentional. You know, sometimes we just juggle so much and we drop the ball and we didn't even realize we dropped one. And we can, because we're juggling so much and you get to a point and you go, oh my goodness, I thought I was juggling three. Now I just have two. And I drop one. And you catch yourself and you go, man, can I ever get back? Maybe it's just your passion for Jesus. You just have a passion for Jesus and you look back and you go, oh, how did I get here? I'm losing that. We drifted and sometimes we don't even know that we're drifting. And the drift just don't happen overnight. It's a slow but constant day after day, and you wake up one day and you discover you're just far from the center. Today, we're going to talk about how to reverse the drift. How to reverse the drift and find restoration. We're going to look at the life of this young man by the name Josiah. He was a king in Judah, and when Josiah became the king, you know, the, the story of, of, of the people of God was just, it was just terrible. This, they drifted from their covenant relationship with God, and they were just far from God. The people that God made a covenant with them, God said, I will be your God, and you will be my people. God said, God said, look, do not worship any other God because I am the only Yahweh that you can worship. And God provided everything that they need. But the people decided, you know what? And they drifted away. And they began worshiping other gods. And here is Josiah at the age of eight, became a king, and he will have to wrestle with this. How do you reverse this spiritual drift? How do you get these people back to the heart of God? We're going to learn something from Josiah today. Something very important and significant. Because this young man will make a commitment to see that there's a reverse in this drift. And Josiah would do three things that I want to share with you this morning. Three important decisions to reverse this drift and to find restoration, not just for him, but also for the people of God. So decision number one that Josiah made is a decision to repent. The decision to repent. In 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says Josiah was eight years old when he became a king. How? What do you do as an eight-year-old? <laughs> you know, my daughter is six. That's two years from that. 
Like we have to fight for her to clean her room. Like clean your room. Why? You need to keep your room clean. Like eight years old. Think about that. He became a king. And the Bible says he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed the ways of his father David. Eight-year-old did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. You see, the king of Israel were defined by two words. The kings that came, that the Bible described them as they did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. The entire reign was described by one word, evil. And then other kings came, and just few of them, the Bible said that they did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And, and Josiah was that young man that decided to do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. The Bible said he, he followed the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. In the eight, eight years of his reign, so he became a king at age eight. And then eight years later, when he was 16, he made this decision, very important. While he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. Decision to repent. You see, repentance is not just stopping. You know, because you're headed in this direction. You get to a point, you go, oh my goodness, I shouldn't be headed this way. And you stop. Repentance is more than just stopping. Because the stop is where you're like, oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. You confess. But how many of you know that you have people in your life that confess and say sorry and tomorrow they do the same thing? And you go, oh my goodness, we just talked about this yesterday. <laughs> and you say you're sorry and then you did the same thing. Repentance it's not just stopping, but it's, it's like you realize that you're headed in the wrong direction. You stop and you turn and face the other direction. It's a decision to, to turn from and to turn to. So Josiah, at the age of 16, made the decision that he is going to stop heading towards and worshiping idols, and he's going to turn and begin to seek the face of his father, the God of his father, David. That is repentance. To turn from and to turn to. <clears throat> no matter of fact, his father was not David. <laughs> David was not his father. His father was Ammon, his daddy. And his great father, his grandpapa was Manasseh. So why would the Bible say that he 
return, he repents, and he begins to seek the heart of his father, David. He reached way back and began to seek the heart of the man that God called the man after his own heart. The man that went after the heart of true Yahweh. He repents and he turned. You see, for many of us, we bought into this idea, I can even call the lies of the society, that our future is defined by our past. So we say, okay, you know, grandpa was had issues with anger or alcohol or whatever. And then we go, okay, uh, Papa also have issues with this. And so I am going to, and so my children, and you know, Josiah was like, the future is going to be different. That the generation behind will not define what will happen tomorrow. And he said, not on my watch. And he said, I am going to stop this generational downslip of, of idol worshiping and all of that. He said, that has to stop and I will stand in the gap and I'm going to cut that off. Somebody have to do it. And as we dive into this sum of impact, Maybe there are things that God will place on your heart that you will be the one to go, this got to end. This got to stop. I'm not going to go this way. And my children are going to head this way. And my grandchildren are going to, this must stop. That was Josiah's decision. Maybe for some of us, we need to stand in the gap and say, you know what? It's a generation of fear that got to stop. And I will cut that off. Generation of infidelity that, that must stop. It's not going to be on my watch. As for me and my house, who will serve the Lord? Maybe a generation of unwise spending. Go, no, 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 no. I'm not going to carry that into my future, and I'm not going to pass that to the next generation. But somebody got this. Stand in the gap. And Josiah said, not on my watch. Decision to repent. The second thing Josiah did to stop this spiritual drift was the decision to remove. The decision to remove. 
verse 34, verse 4 of 2 Corinthians 30, 2 Chronicles 34, verse 4. The Bible said, under his direction, the altars of Baals were turned down. He cut it to pieces, the incense altars that were above them, and smashed the Asherah poles and the idols. This he broke into pieces and scattered all over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. And this include his papa and his grandpapa. Because a matter of fact, his grandpapa sacrificed his child to an idol. So he went and he said, look, this is not, don't worry, I'm not going to use it on you. All right, so don't switch, don't move, you're fine. He's like, no, 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 no. We got to remove some things. And he, under his direction, said, we are going into the city and we are going to remove. And you know why? Because the things that if you don't remove, you'll get back right into it. Sometimes it's just get rid of it. Remove it. Before I got married, <laughs> my wife is laughing already. Before I got married, I went to Best Buy. I used to love, I still love technology, but there's, there's control. Uh, you know, uh, there's healthy discipline around it now. But I, I went to Best Buy and bought this huge TV. I didn't have money. So I walked into Best Buy, I'm like, man. That looks good. And the guy was like, yeah, you can have it. Uh, it's just going to be, and he did his whatever, and he said, $10 a month, and you can have the tea. I'm like, $10? Yeah. <laughs> so I took the TV, but I have no clue that he gave me the minimum payment. And in the contract, I have 12 months, if I paid off, interest-free. So he just told me it's interest-free for 12 months. And I'm thinking, $10? And tomorrow, fact, the math didn't actually make sense, but I was, I was so lost in my <coughs> whatever to get the TV. So I was just like, they yeah, give it to me. So I took the TV. I started paying $10 every month, $10 every month. And I just kept paying $10 every month. 12 months later, I was paying this TV, and then we got married. And I kept paying, and $10 was in our budget. And then one day, my wife was like, okay, when are we going to finish paying this TV? <laughs> it's been years, and we're paying $10. So I started digging, and I discovered that actually I was supposed to pay it off in 12 months. Because I didn't pay it off in 12 months, the interest was added back. So it was like I went back to square zero. So a TV that was supposed to cost me 400, I ended up spending over 900 dollars on it. And my wife was like, "Okay, 
stop. We're going to pay this TV off, and we're going to cut this credit card. <laughs> All right? So we pay the TV off, and we cut the credit card. You know why? Because if we didn't cut the credit card, <laughs> I would come home one day with, <laughs> with a sound system. She's like, what is that? Yeah, I went to Best Buy. <laughs> And it's $10 a month. <laughs> you know, so like sometimes things have to go. And just say, I was like, let's break it. Break the idols. Get rid of it. Let's remove. Decision to remove. When I was in South Africa as a missionary, I have a friend on the base. One day I wake up and he was out and setting his computer on fire. I'm like, dude, what is going on? I need a computer. If you don't want it, I can have it. It's like, no. There's just history of unhealthy websites on that computer. You see, repenting and saying, you know, I'm not going to do that was great. But he knew that it was necessary to remove, to avoid the temptation of going back into it. So Josiah made the decision to remove. Decision number three, decision to rebuild. You see, removing unhealthy habit is great, but we got to put in healthy ones. Got to put in healthy ones. If you look at your calendar and you go, oh man, I think uh, my prayer life is not as healthy, as good. I, have, I haven't been praying. You look at your calendar and you go, oh, yeah, usually I used to pray social time on something else is in that and you say, okay, I will remove it. You have to put something in it. Because if you don't, something else will fill in that space. Right? So removing healthy, unhealthy habit is not enough. We have to replace it with something. So Josiah went, let's remove. And they remove, they remove, they remove. And he goes, now after removing, you got to rebuild. We got to rebuild the healthy habits. We got to put in the healthy habit. In 2 Chronicles 20, uh, 34, verse 8, the Bible said, In the 18th year of Josiah's reign, he purified the land and the temple. He sent Shaphan, son of Hazaliah, and Manasseh, Maaseah, son, the ruler of the city, with Joah, son of Joahaz, the recorder, to repair the temple of the Lord his God. He's like, we repented, we removed, and now it's time to rebuild. Maybe you're at a point in your life when you're going, how in the world 
did I get here? How did I drift it so far? You go, God, I need to repent. I need to remove. And God, help me to rebuild the healthy spiritual discipline that I need in my life. And the matter of fact, repentance, we make repentance to sound like a bad thing. Repentance is actually a good thing, right? To show that there is growth and there is transformation and the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. Question. Is there an area in your life that you notice a drift? Is there any area? Maybe spiritually? Maybe relationally? Maybe financially or emotionally. Here's the good news. There is hope. Because God can restore us. We cannot go too far. But he cannot reach us and restore us back. You see, Jesus came into this world and offered himself on the cross to restore us back into relationship with God. Restoration is possible. And maybe the greatest impact that you can make on your life and the people around you is to catch the drift and ask God for restoration. In 2 Kings 23-25, when I read this, I said, God, can this be said of me? I would love this to be said of me. And that is my prayer that this will be said of us. Everybody seated here, our children, our grandchildren, our friends. This will be said of us. What was said of Josiah? Listen to this. It said, Neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him. <laughs> Think about that. Neither before or after. Was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did? No king turned to the Lord like he did with all his heart and all his soul and all his strength. This guy gave everything to seek the heart of Yahweh. I pray that this will be said of us as we catch the drift and we reverse. The people look at our lives and say, oh my goodness, this was generational. But when it came to his life, he cut it. He cut it. He cut it. When it came to her, 
she cut it. She just cut it. Let's pray. God, I realize that we have different experiences in this room right now. Some of us, there are areas in our lives that we need to repent. Some of us probably have done the repentance, the things that we're just struggling to remove. And some of us probably have done the removal, but we're just struggling to rebuild. We cut the drift. We repented. We removed. But we're at a place where we don't even know how to rebuild. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you realize and you know right where we are and you're going to meet each and every one of us right where we are. For those that are trusting you for help, for strength to repent, God, I pray that you will give them the strength to repent. For those that need the strength to, to remove, God, I pray that you will give them the strength and the wisdom to remove. For those that are trusting you for the strength to rebuild, God, I pray that you provide that. But maybe you're here or you're watching online and you don't have a relationship with God at all. See, Jesus died on the cross to restore and to restore humanity back to an intimate relationship with God the Father. And if you just surrender your life to Him today, he will become your Lord and your Savior. And I pray that if that is your heart desire, we would love to connect with you. Father, I would just want to thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the sacrifice on the cross that now we are redeemed and we have a relationship with you. We are restored people. And I pray that you bless each and every one of us here as you meet us right where we are and you continue this journey with us. And I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all God's people say. Thanks again for listening to the Horizon West Church Podcast. If you were inspired or encouraged by something you heard today, share it with a friend. For more information like our service times, location, and other info, be sure to visit us online at horizonwestchurch.com. Have a great week.